right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Morning everyone, it is four past six and we're in the Toolkit Depot studio for the next two hours on this Wednesday. Thanks to Fleet Network, they're WA's Novated Leasing Specialists. Save your thousands on your dream car. They're now situated in the city, not in Osborne Park. They're sharing a beautiful view over the city and the river with Paywise. Frank Agostino and Gary Gibbonson back in the same building together. Yeah, it's dangerous, but um, it just goes to show that there's a lot of people that are smart enough to have taken up the uh, Fleet Network offers and uh, saved themselves thousands and thousands. Yeah, very good call you made there. merging together in the one spot. Oh, there's going to be a lot of restaurants in the CBD that are going to be happy. <laughs> 25 degrees today. We're heading for top currently 14. In fact, 25 for the next three days. And then Jack's wedding day, I think it's going to be about the same. 25. What's your role in that? Uh, just paying for things. <laughs> no MC duties? Uh, yeah, no. I'm going to be subtle MC and uh, supporting the bride as she makes a speech to the kids. Yeah, my wife and her, Jack and Harley. It's going to be good. <laughs> and Lola, got to keep Lola in. Uh, What's Jack's partner's name? Have a fiance? A fiance? Haley. Haley. Yep. Yeah. There was a confusion yesterday. Yeah. My boy's not happy. He's been called Haley all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, he should have gone to school. Would have been called Harley. How was the birthday? Oh, oh listen. Um, I've got to declare the fact that worst parents in the world. Worst. We've just taken the title. Oh boy! What's the what's the number one thing that kids want to do on their sixteenth birthday? Drink? No. Uh, get their license? Yes. Oh. Yeah, you can't do that with a copy of the birth certificate. You need the original, and uh, so yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a letdown, but it's okay. It's just a, it's a small. As I explained to him, as we sat down and watched the news, and we looked at. Israel and Gaza, and I said, this is a small problem. It's okay, but I've applied for a new one, and it should be here in four to six months. So, <laughs> doesn't take that. You can go in and get it yourself. I don't think you can. First death and marriages. Yes, you can. He was born in Victoria. Oh, that's his fault. Oh, well. Oh, well. Tough, tough mate. Bad luck. That's one less well, teenager just, on the road. No, I know. I know, but... World's world's worst parent. So how did that go? The, did that sour the birthday oh, celebration? And, well, look, he tried his best, but he was flat. It was really flat. <laughs> but it's you know, it's the end of the day. It's a lesson in record keeping and uh, that sort of thing. And um, same problem, we, mate. We need to get better. I think a lot of people now. Every time we have to update something and get a birth certificate, and mm. seriously, it's World War Three breaks out. Who's got it? Where's it kept? Is it in that folder there? It's like the passports. Where are the passports? Yeah. You know what I mean? And why, why are they updated? Well, you know, I don't, you know what? I don't wake up every day and go, I'll just check to see if the passports are still valid. <laughs> yeah, no, it's right. It's one of those things you don't need until you really need it. And anyway, but, you know, look, it'll be a lesson in patience. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, so it wasn't great by, by me. But um, anyway, hopefully he forgives. I had to go to the doctor yesterday at 3.15, urgently. I fussicked everywhere to try and get an appointment. Has it come back? Right. Has it come back? I've got a sore ear. Oh, really? I've got a sore ear. Unless it's brutally infected. I don't want to hear about it. You have no idea how brutally it is. In fact, it's blocked. 
My left ear is completely blocked, and she would is that not. Why you're talking like that? Can you hear how you're talking? <laughs> nah, <laughs> just making you paranoid. That can you hear? Are you, are you coming across? <laughs> Sorry. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, don't laugh at that. Are you okay? Ear infection is terrible. Oh, it's so sore. You really want to, really want to, you know, test your your metal. Yeah. Book a flight. Book a flight today. So I've got a mystery plane. So I went. No, I've got to drive to Bustleton straight after the show. That won't hurt you. So I. (laughs) That'll be okay. Unless in the last time I remember, it's not that hilly. Not going to do that many climbs. (laughs) I think you'll be okay. So I um, uh, yes, I've got an infection in the ear. And inter- and it's blocked, and she's and the doctor said, oh, you know, right one's perfect, yeah, left one, yeah, that's an interesting one. She goes, she goes, and I said, well, can you clear it? You know, you get that, you know, that that what they call syringe your ear. Oh, you get the karcher, <laughs> get the karcher and high pressure hose it. And she, the doctor, she, the doctor said to me, um, and I said because I love that, I've had it done once, where you you put they put a, a, a like a air thing in and a tray and they. With water, Enjoy your wheat mix, hot, hot water, <laughs> and it clears it out, and that satisfaction of your ear unblocking for whatever reason. And I don't have. She says your ears are pristinely clear. It's just that it's infected, so it's closed up. It's swollen. So she goes, "That's not going to help." But she said, "Clearing my ear because there's nothing yep. in there." Okay. But the interesting part was they've got a new machine that apparently the girls in the in the nursing department at this place yep. said they fight over who does it. They reckon the satisfaction of using the machine, oh, really? sucking gunk out of people's <laughs> ears, is, is, is fun. So I, I'm going to go back. Like Dr. Pimple Popper stuff. Oh, I'm going to go back. Well, let, but, you just want you just want the girls to fight over you. That's what you want. <laughs> but I will say this: want. it is blocked. It is sore, and I've got drops in. And you've got to put them in, and then lie on the. And I don't, I'm a left hand liar, not a right hand oh, liar. I know. It's just going to drop straight out. <laughs> exactly all over the pillow. I oh, know. Oh, no. So it's been a disaster. Yeah, seriously, Scott. these are real problems. These are problems <laughs> that people just don't face every day. But normally, you get an infected ear from a, a dirty. Pool or something like that. Have you have you no. let your pool go? No, I mean, pool, that's not no. like you. I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it's crystal. No, it's always crystal. You, you come out of your pool feeling like you've had a bath, you're washed, <laughs> you're clean. You actually have a shower and then get in the pool after. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. That's actually funny. Oh, are you okay? You're going to be okay? It's really sore. So, I just wanted to let you know. Oh, I, okay. I, and I will say okay, this, and I'll tell you two out there, of course, Chris and Link, I came within an ace of letting you guys know that I wouldn't be in today. Because of a sore ear. Yeah, but then I thought to myself, jeez, oh, I've, I've had to get Chris to get a wheelie chair from my car to the studio to get me in here sometimes, which doesn't look great, but you got a sore ear. So then I, well, one, you need your ear to listen. If it was a grand final, would you play? <laughs> I'd do a fitness test on the day. But what I thought was, you can't ring the boys the day before and say, I'm not coming in tomorrow, because it, I, that grinds my gears. Nah, we'd cover. It would be loose, but we'd cover. It would be a completely lack of professionalism, but yeah, we'd get it done. Anyway, I'm here. So for those who want to know how tough I am, I'm here. You would, you have no hey, idea how uh, tough I am. You, you hear then? I'm here. I'm here. Good on you. 
Scotty's crap parenting into Goss's ear canal yeah. is the double. I didn't think we'd lob into today's intro. Yeah, well, mate, <laughs> crap parenting. Sorry. Scotty's not happy with the opening part of the show. No, well, I'm... shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. If you want to temper a budget, hey, today's show is a beauty. We've got a young fella coming in who was the best player in the WAFL Grand Final for Claremont, mm-hmm. and uh, we're looking forward to finding out how to pronounce his name. His name is Zane Zakastelski. That sounds right. One hundred ninety six centimeters, eighty nine kilos. He was born in two thousand and five. He's known for his intercept marking, his speed. Um, Plenty of upside about this kid, yeah, apparently. Yeah, really good. He's uh, made his debut as a 17-year-old for Claremont in the Colts and went on to dominate the grand final. Um, very good in the vertical leap, very good in the 20-metre sprint. Mm, yeah, but With can him. he get the agate, Goss? Well, he's a ruckman, isn't he? Isn't he a ruck sort of – yeah, thank you. So he doesn't have to get it too much. But anyway, he's oh, going to get drafted. We'll talk, we'll talk to him. He's going to get drafted. He's coming in. He's coming in the studio, and so too is Andrew McDougal. Well, we got a 100% strike rate on on potential draftees that came in last year all got picked up. Did they really? All of them. I thought there was one that oh, might have missed, nah. and he's turned his back on football now and blamed us. <laughs> no, what? there was one who didn't. Yeah, but you know what? He missed. So nobody knows. You didn't need to say that. Yeah, true. Forgot <laughs> uh, him already. Anyway. <laughs> I saw a special go to grab his mic to talk in my ear all then. I was like, yeah, Clearly, I'm wrong there. Right, anyway, we've got a 99% strike rate. Yeah, we have. We have. Oh, good luck, Zane. Boy, but, am I impressive. But yeah. what we are having today is five aside. This is our new segment, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I like it. I love it, list. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles. And don't forget, they're giving away a trip to America's biggest footy game. $70,000 worth. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12 and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Mm-hmm. Um... Lefties, famous lefties. It doesn't have to be just footballers. No, 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 no. Oh, in lefties. fact, I've got no footballers. Really? Yeah. None. Wow. Because I've never wanted to. I've never. I've never emulated a a a, a footballer in my a left a left-handed footballer in my younger days. <laughs> Keep throwing me left hand at you as so if I'm do. batting. <laughs> You know, when you're a young kid and you're like, oh, I'm going to be such and such, or I'm going to be this bloke, or I'm going to be this bloke. I've never done that with a left footer. Because I'm a left-handed cricketer. Yeah. Okay. I've never emulated you. I've never gone over <laughs> here. Oh, God's edge, mate! <laughs> over the fence. <laughs> Six and I've never done that. So everyone, you know, there's... You know, I commentated your game when you kicked 14 goals. I was commentating that night at the Wacker. Who for? Uh, triple M, I think. Right. Scott Cummings, oh, yeah. throwing a number oh. 14, the best ever by an eagle. I was better than that. I, think I know about it. You're better than Dennis. Did you just say you were better than Dennis? <laughs> no, on the night I was. Go wash your mouth out. <laughs> I rate you highly. I love Thank calling you. games with you, but don't ever say that again. All righty. Uh, hay fever can also block ears. Have you tried prescription nasal spray to help unblock it? There's John. See, look at the listeners, mate. Mm. They're trying to help us. And Scotty's just saying, that wasn't displeasure being expressed. Cheers, Scott. It's okay, mate. It's all right, Scotty. It's all right, fine. We can handle if, it. If you're still listening. We're tough guys. 13 12 55 0487 I have got one footballer, I think. Can't remember on the list. Is he from the modern era? Yeah, or... modern. No longer playing. Is it yes or no? 
No longer playing. Okay. okay. I know who it is. Um, I've got two cricketers. I've got three. Oh, boring. <laughs> no, I do. I've got one golfer. Boring. Oh, Thank I, you. I almost snuck a golfer in. I've got I'm one really golfer. Yeah. And then I've and got one extra. I've got... Oh, no. We haven't got any left. Pretty, mine's pretty stale. I've got three cricketers, two tennis players. Yeah. I've got some. I've got some apologies to make as well. I don't think. I don't think. So this is only the second time we've done our five aside. Mm. This is your, your favourite lefties. Yeah, it's my favourite lefties. But I, I think the last time that we did this, and this time we've done it, that my effort, research, and my diverse. <laughs> Nature of my list uh, yeah. puts you in the yeah. shade. Well, let me let me just cut you off right there. Uh, last time we did this list, I named people that we'd heard of, and you, <laughs> and you announced people that we've never ever heard of. I know it was an underachieving list, or people that maybe didn't get the better of the best out of themselves, mm. but maybe hopefully today you've got some people on your list that we've heard of. Well, you're about to find out. We'll be doing that after 6.30. If you want to join in the fun, 13, 12, yeah. 55, come up with your list. Just uh, give us a list of lefties you like. Well, 0487736736. We've already had a couple of nominations already for Brad Hogg. He's certainly not on my list. In fact, he wouldn't be in my top 500. Oh. No, but I love Hoggy, but he's yeah, not in the top, top 500. Five, he'd be in the top 500 best lefties for sure. No. No, he wouldn't be. Wouldn't he? No. <laughs> we're do a top 500 next, next uh, that'll, that'll cover two hours. You know what we'll do? We'll just keep the top 500 list tucked aside for when Goss doesn't come in with a ear infection and there's two hours done. Andrew Gaze is going to join us after 7.30, talking about the Wildcats, Ben Simmons. We might ask right. him about yeah. his most famous left-handed his favorite Can I ask him who his favourite basketball lefty is? Of course you can. Or I'll try and ask him that, of course. And don't forget, you can join the Red Army this season becoming a Perth Wildcats member today. Let's get a breakaway and come back. Going to talk about a couple of the stories overnight. It is the last day of trading, so the list changing today yeah. happens today. AFL Trade Radio and SEN. Nothing like a player jumping up yesterday with 24 hours to go and saying, yeah, oh, yeah I wouldn't mind being traded. Yeah, and Thanks. good on him. And good on good him. On I think him. he's been completely disrespected. Uh, we'll talk more oh, after the fi- break. He's it is 18 past six. Humility. Can't hear you. 18 past six. <laughs> Scotty and Goss for breakfast. Welcome back. Scotty and Goss, thanks to Fleet Network. Uh, we are WA's Novated Leasing Specialist. Fleetnetwork.com.au. After 6.30, we're going to, of course, have on this day for 18th day of October and five aside, famous lefties, and you can keep your... Suggestions coming through zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. We said this October four. Would you trade Jack Inovan? Um Well, when you have a look at their forward line, they have Ash Johnson's a better player than Jack Inovan. Yes, correct. Um, big and small, Jamie Elliott, who had a bad last month, but Bobby Hill, um, he's. He could, like I said to you, he's very replaceable. So he, he, he so needs to be doing everything. So he's, yeah, I know. He's, he's going to go. He's different. We need, oh, so he's going to go. So now well, they've got, Lockie Schultz is coming. So Lockie Schultz comes in. Yep. And you've just rattled off all the other names. And we talked about Ash Johnson and Bobby Hill Bobby and Hill, Jamie Elliott and Bo McCreary. So he's seen the writing on the wall. He arrives back from overseas. 
He's obviously spoken to his manager. He's rocked up to Collingwood and done a fitness test. Uh, training session. Training session himself. Blow out. And then, ex- and then left. You got to meet Sam Mitchell. And now he now he wants four years. It looks like he's going to get four years. You'll uh, keep an eye on that on trade value. Well, What's your thoughts as a Collingwood man? Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't bother me at all. Um, I think what's happened over the over the grand final period and, and the, the racist thing gets glossed over because they won. He had seven possessions. It was a dumb thing to do. Looked ordinary. Distracted his teammates. Um, and he does look to be very. Jack, all about Jack. That's from the outside, right? So you wear so, so, now. I, so I want to just take you back. So, so Jack Ginnivan goes to the Mooney Valley races the night before, before the, the grand AFL final. Grand final. He's got a mate's horse racing. Yeah, you can watch it on telly. Craig McRae says, "Read the room, Jack. It's the eve of a grand final." Apparently, he's taking him aside post. Yeah, as you would have, and given it to him. And given it to him, and then in response, Jack Univan uh, happily accepts ambassadorship to the Cox Plate, and wore and wore the hay silks, silks to, of um, allegedly to being Mad paid Monday. ten thousand dollars to do that as well to uh, to Mad Monday. So it's a double down. I'll I'll show you sort of thing. I think this here is probably the most humility. Jack Ginnivan's ever shown in the fact that the reason he's going to Hawthorne is maybe in his own head he's gone, I'm not as good as Lockie Schultz and he is better than me and I'm probably going to get squeezed out so I'm going to go look for an opportunity. So um, my saying is that, what I'm saying is that he's actually shown a little bit of, of humility and, and said, oh, maybe he's better than me. So do you think then... I don't think he's done before. Uh, so it's a win-win for both. One, he he probably not going to be in their best 22-23, Collingwood, if, yeah, if but, all those pieces are available. But on the flip side of that, he's one of those players that helps you win a premiership because if someone goes out, like Ash Johnson goes out of the side with injury last, late last year, or this year, sorry, um, he's that piece that comes in and he's good enough to play AFL football. Agree with that. Gives you that depth. Agree with that. But do you think his motivation of playing VFL for three quarters of the year would keep him in the frame to be ready for AFL? I don't think he's that type of player. I think he is. I am. Toys go out of the cot, you reckon? I think so. I think well, he's he, strike. I don't, I don't know the kid, and I, yeah. but I just, I'm only going on, on what I see. I'm going on what I've been told by people week of grand final week yep, yep. and um, and post yep. that um, that no, um, knowing better than I'd, I'd never yeah. met him. So, um, look, he, he was challenged this year. He was challenged by the, the football department, the coaches, and said, you need to get fitter, you need to get better, you need to get hungrier. And they put him in the VFL and he came back and now he's got a premiership medal around his neck. So he has answered that challenge already. It was a, a shorter period. It wasn't you know, half a season or anything like that, but it was a shorter period and he apparently did go and knuckle down for a bit. AFL Trade Radio today, SEN, keep an ear and an eye to find day. out where he goes. It's going to be a huge day. Now, um, It'll get done, though. I, I get the feeling, just looking at Craig McRae from the outside and all of everything that transpired there that we just discussed, I reckon that deal will get done. Rowan O'Brien is the list manager of the West Coast Eagles. We've spoken to him on this show. We've talked about Harley Reid ad nauseum. He was on AFL Trade Radio yesterday with Sam Medman and also Tom Morris. Have a listen to what he says when Tom asks him a question, whether the Eagles have decided who they're going to pick if they keep pick one. Uh, not really. There's a little bit more work to do there. We're, we're just waiting on some information around medicals and 
we'll get together as a as a group and discuss all those things. But uh, we haven't landed on an outright position just yet. Please. <laughs> Rowan, I can only defend you so far. You're a liar! <laughs> Rowan? Well, maybe they're just, as we said, maybe they're just going to let everyone throw the kitchen sink at them. No, that's different. That question was, have you decided it's going to be Harley Reid if you keep pick one? Or we haven't decided that yet? Oh, well, that, well that's... Liar! Yeah, well, then, you know what? I'll, you know, I know you said this, you said it last week, that you will drive down to Mineral Resources Park with boxes, mm. and you'll pack his stuff up. Yep. And anyone that even reports to him, pack it their stuff Go up. Go to Melbourne too. and say, uh, Rowan, and here's your bus ticket on your way. Who's in Melbourne? Is he? Yeah, he lives in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like Wolsey. Yep. Fair enough. Um, well, don't fly yet. You're near infection. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a bit. But no, well, that's and obviously, and you, and you and you've also through your information said take it to the absolute bank. Yep. Not trading number one, and no. they will be taking Harley Reid. And uh, he will be here, and he's happy to wear number nine. Two, three, fifteen, first round of next year, and George Woodlaw for steak knives. <laughs> yep. That's going to be the deal. Otherwise, not happening. And so everyone's saying, happening. well, why are they not reacting now? Why aren't they confirming? Because there's no need to. They don't have to do anything. Mm. They can let North Melbourne, Hawthorne and Melbourne spend so much time trying to come up with a plan, yep. hatch a plan to get Harley Reid and pick one. The West Coast sit down and say, well, we don't have to do that. No, no. And West Coast also, let me just say, the top end of the draft after pick 10 is very even. It's not weak, but it's even. So my attitude is, why would you diminish the elite? This is not even close. Harley Reid is not even close to pick two and three and all the nice players. Daniel Curtin, a nice player. No disrespect to Daniel Curtin. No disrespect. And I don't but, want it to come out the yeah, wrong way. He wouldn't carry Harley Reid's bags, mate. There's a freak in the draft. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's and if Harley Reid wasn't there, you'd be going after Daniel Curtin likely anyway. Yeah. I think it, I think at the end of the day, both teams are going to win. West Coast and North are going to win here. North, obviously, because of the ridiculous overcompensation for Ben Mackay leaving. But yep. they need – both teams need lots of players, right? So if they get the freak player, they win. But then also North Melbourne have two, three, what do you say, 15? Yep. Another. Yep. They're going, to, 18. they're going to bring in multiple good players. Multiple Correct. good players, which they desperately need. Correct. Um, so both teams are going to win here. And I don't. I think the conversation between number one being traded, well, it'll be finished today. But um, but I can still do it right up until the last hour of, of the, the draft. draft yeah, yeah, right yeah. up to the draft. We can do it During, one hour before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, But oh, I am I absolutely good. confident West Coast are not going to tr- tr- well, trade it. You took it to the bank. It's in the bank. Yeah, I know. Fleet Network, we're here. Don't forget you can text us temporary betchet after 6.30, our sports update, also on this day for October 18. And five aside, famous lefties. Have you got any? 0487 736 736. Scott Ingos for breakfast. Okay. New one. Wow, hey. OMF, Australian owned and designed, give us a sports update. Link Allen going absolutely rogue yeah. out there. Didn't like the <laughs> did original. Make, did you make that yourself? You've only been here two days. And all of a sudden, he made it himself. Oh, really just putting right. his stamp on the show. Can you find the train really leaving is. the station and on time? Mm. <laughs> I think we might have. Lois, I think, was doing some digging for that. Hasn't found it yet. We've got a few new ones that we might be able to play. We'll see. Trade talks for Collingwood's premiership forward Jack Ginevan are likely to centre around a future second-round pick today. So watch this space. The Hawks are also attempting to complete trades for Mavio Chol, Massimo, Massimo D'Ambrosio and Jack Gunston. So watch this space wow. on Trade Radio. Yeah, D'Ambrosio was one of the very first ones to, to, to declare a target and say, I want out. <laughs> like almost 10 days ago. <laughs> Still sitting there. Oh, <laughs> fella. Mm. 
A new era has begun at the Perth Quarry. Melbourne-based property mogul Robert Bridge has been unveiled as the A-League's new owner. So the club and the Australian Professional Leagues have confirmed that he'll take control of the club after a rigorous search for new owners by oh, yeah, the right. advisory form. In other words, term, the first bloke to put his hand up. Right. <laughs> rigorous search. Someone, <laughs> please. Yeah. A bit of buck. Uh, well, you know what? Hopefully <laughs> brings it back to its, uh, in, pardon the pun, to its glory, glory days. days. I really do. Well, the, the previous owner did a damn lot over a long uh, period yeah, of time. Yeah, the um, league lost its way. The glory. I, really, I feel... No yeah. doubt Tony Sage was sensational. Tony Sage was unbelievable for a long period of time. Tipped a Not lot towards of money. the end. We just made it's just got too hard. Too hard. You can't just burn money over a team that's got no standing in the community. And they have none. Mm. I love the game and I love what they stand for, but they don't have a standing inside the community like they once did. Right. They're not the wog. And a bit of cricket news. Australian-born captain Scott Edwards rescued the Netherlands from number seven. He scored an unbeaten 78 from 69 balls to guide them to a 38-run win so, over so South Africa. Who, who? Scott Edwards. From? He's an Australian-born player for the Netherlands. Yeah. Helped them beat South Africa <laughs> in the World Cup last night. No, I feel all right now. <laughs> so the, uh, beat England, Netherlands beat South Africa. Yeah. No, this hasn't been the worst World Cup. It's the World Cup of upsets. And in the Sheffield Shield, WA against Tasmania. Oh, what an absolute thriller it is. Sam Whiteman, 188 yesterday he made as, yeah. uh, at Stumps. WA trailed Tasmania by two runs with four wickets remaining. We're six for 437 after Tasmania made 439 at the Wacker. The OMF Big Big Spring Sale is now on with up to 60% off selected mattresses. Birthdays, events and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. October 18 is the day. Happy birthday. Celebrating a birthday. And we do this for Baron today because the little things are everything. Happy birthday to everyone out there today. Chuck Berry was born on this day, 1926. Go, go. Go, Johnny, go. Go, go Johnny, go. Go, go Johnny, go. Go, go Johnny, go. Go, Johnny, be good. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. October 18. I'm just going to rattle through a couple of other birthdays on this day. Dawn Wells was born on this day. Now, it's not on our list, but you know who Dawn Wells was? No idea. She was Mary Ann. Who that? In the Gilligan's Gilligan's Island. Island. Can't believe she's not on there, little Dawny Wells. Underrated, Mary Ann. Martin. Underrated. (laughs) Ginger got all the attention. He was underrated. Pocket rocket. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Howe. Well, no. Seemed like a lovely lady. <laughs> Tina Nebratlova, 67 yes, today. Yes, smarty. Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude Van Damme, 63 today. Erin mm. Moran. Who's Erin Moran? She was Joni Cunningham in the Happy Days. Yes. Her birthday today. Jackie Love. Remember Jackie Love? Oh, I do, doesn't. <laughs> she was terrific, Jackie Love. <laughs> yeah, what was she famous for? Legs. <laughs> <laughs> what was her maiden name? Or a name before she changed it, stage name? Immelman. Well, that's information. She was known as Jackie Immelman. That's information I didn't need. There you go. Also what celebrating a, a birthday today. Zach Efron's having a birthday today. Oh, Zach. Oh, I've got a poster signed dream, by Zach Efron. Dreamboat. I've got a poster signed by Zach Efron in from high school days, whatever that show, <laughs> high school musical. So, hey, Goss, thanks for all your support. Yeah. All the best. Yeah. Zach, number Zachy 28. <laughs> 36 today. Yeah. Anyway. 
And on this day, the Beatles recorded this in 64. Just let me hear some of that rock and roll music. Any old way you choose it. It's got a backbeat, you can't lose it. Any old time you use it. Gotta be rock roll music. If you want to dance with me. That was 64, and that was recorded. That was the Chuck Berry famous song. Yeah. Right, the rock and roll music. And, of course, it goes back to the original, Chuck Berry's birthday today. So it was recorded on Chuck Berry's 38th birthday. So oh, there's nice the correlation. Yeah. Thank you very much. Jim Hendrix on 19th, first gig on this day in Paris, uh, 1966. That's enough of that, radio. <laughs> oh, mate, how, what, that's just noise. That's just crap. This is the 60s. Everyone was on LSD. I don't know, maybe Jimi Hendrix wasn't that good. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, also celebrating a birthday today. Uh, in fact, I don't think he's celebrating a birthday. I'm actually just trying to find why he's on our list, and I'm talking about Stuart Law. <laughs> he made 216 on this day for Queensland. There you go. Tries the little sweep shot. Should pick up a couple at least for this. May even be three, and I think Foley will probably come back for the three, and that's the 200 for Stuart Law. Well run by Jeff Foley. All right. Good on you, Jeff. Good so good, good, who's that commentating? I'll play it again. Have a listen. Guess who? Sweep shot should pick up a couple at least for this. May even be three, and I think Foley will probably come back for the three. And that's the 200 for Stuart Law. Well run by. Any idea who that is? It's on Mark Reddings to me, but no, 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 no idea. One more time. Tries the little sweep shot should pick up a couple at least for this. May even be three, and I think Foley will probably come back for the three. And that's the 200. Zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. If anyone can text in and tell remind uh, Scotty who that commentator was. That is on this day, thanks to October 18, of course, Baron Day, because the little things are everything. A revised, abridged version of On This Day today. Mike Arden's uh, 60 today. I think Rick's brother, Rick Arden's brother, Mike, great mate of mine. He's 60 today. Happy birthday to Mike. He's overseas. He's not going to hear this. I'm not sure why I said it. But just, you know, if anyone's out there and you're mates with Mike, shoot him a message. Any relation to the former New Zealand Prime Minister, Jacinda (laughs) Ardern? Oh, God. (laughs) What are they doing out there? Are you listening to the show, you blokes? Because if you're not... Even Link was that disappointed with that. He's just gone. He doesn't get a choice. When I say boom-tish, (laughs) boom-tish. Thank you. I I don't believe they are related to things they have different surnames. But anyway. (laughs) You don't know who that commentator was? No. I'll give you one more listen. One more. Have a listen. Tries the little sweep shot. Should pick up a couple at least for this. May even be three, and I think Foley will probably Zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. Former cricketer? Correct. Former Australian cricketer. Not a Chapelli in there. Not a Chapelli, but in that era, Victorian. Turned on a mode. Keith Stackpole. What a wonderful. And he was a wonderful cricket commentator. Yeah. Wonderful. There it is there. Thank you to everyone Thank who texted in. Zero four seven three six. Tell them it's the information they need there. Rhonda says, totally agree with you, Goss. <laughs> is that he read there? <laughs> just want to read that bit out. I read the rest. I'm the king. West Coast, you just pick read. Worth noting, though, that if North are going to go with your idea to throw in Waller as part of a deal, they'll have to do the deal today as on the after day. Correct, Rhonda. Picks only. But, Rhonda, I think... Rhonda from Beldivis. I think you only have to read read the read the room in regards to that tweet, Rhonda. Two, three, fifteen, eighteen. Pick one next year. 
that, and George Ford. That, that, that was a tweet. Then Goss, uh, for about an hour and a half of responses, would say, I'm sitting out of X now. I'm just going to be my last one. Because they come for him, Rhonda, and they're idiots. They're not as smart as you and us. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get a breakaway, come back. Lefties next. Our list of lefties. Famous lefties yeah. on the favorites. way. Our favourites and most famous from all walks. Zero four eight seven seven three six. Two walks for me. Seven three six twenty five. We're heading for a top. It's currently fourteen degrees. This is Scotty and Goss, SENWA breakfast. One, two, three, four, five. Mumbo number five. Ah, uh, it's time to talk lefties, uh, the five-a-side segment, thanks to Beaumont Tiles. And don't forget, they're giving away a trip for two to America's biggest footy game worth $70,000. You've just got to go to a Beaumont Tiles store before November 12. Shop in store and you're in with a chance T's and C's apply. So we're throwing each other the challenge of coming up with five-a-side, our famous famous and most favourite lefties, and yep. we have not consulted. No. So we're building five up to four, three, two, and one. Yes. So you said at the start of the show, you've got three tennis players and two cricketers. No, three cricketers, two tennis players. It's not a really diverse list, is it? It's a pretty average. My favourite I'm, I'm not getting really excited about your list. I don't care. It's just my list. <laughs> my favourite lefties. You know, played cricket as a young kid in the driveway and played tennis and all that sort of stuff. So you watched all those things and these are my favourite ones. I'm starting off number five. I'm going to give... A couple of apologies first. Oh, no. no. Yeah. Apologies to Damo. Damo's one of my favourite lefties of all time. Damo Martin, the big G train. I mean, he wouldn't care, but left footer. And also a big apology to Chewbacca. You know Chewbacca was a lefty? <laughs> Did you know that? Get on with your list. I do now. <laughs> Through a, a ceremonial pitch out of Fenway Park. He was, <laughs> he's a big lefty. <laughs> number five, Jimmy Connors. 81% winning record, 109 titles, world number one, Australian Open, two Wimbledons, five USs, and half a nutbag. Far side. You can't tell me that. I'm going with the call. You cannot tell me that. You cannot tell me that you only see half. Yeah, I love Jimmy Cotters. Sorry. I love yeah. Jimmy Cotters as well. So you got him at number five. Correct. My number five is the man who sat in that seat for a couple of years. He's on uh, strike now. And uh, there goes uh, a drive now. Will he come back for the second? I think he probably will. Clark comes back. He's going through for the second. That's it. Magnificent. So there it is there. Alan Border is in my time. <laughs> Number five. Yeah, so I do apologise. I could have had him a bit higher, but I just I, I think it would have been too obvious to have a mate in the sort of on the podium. So five is where Adam Gilchrist sits in my favourite lefties. Number four for me is Martina Navratilova. Oh, I'd loved Marty. Eighty percent eighty seven percent winning record, eighteen majors, twenty one point six million, and most importantly, she christened my daughter. Jolay with a kiss on the forehead when she was two days old, saw her at the hotel. And, she, and, and when I was doing SEN 
Victoria in in uh, in Melbourne, we had Ralphie Surgeon, the big man, on a Saturday morning. We had Alicia on all the time. Alicia Mollick was always, and she'd get Marty and put her on the phone to us. So she are you would, calling Martina Navratilova, Marty? Well, a friend—that's what a friend's call her. A friend's call her Marty. What did she call you, Scotty? And she came on one day and had a crack at me about my kicking. Said it was poor. <laughs> I went, okay, still no option. I can't argue with you. But then I saw her at the just a pre Australian Open. At the hotel, and uh, had my two-year-old, two-day-old, and she gave me a big kiss on the forehead, and ah, I thought that's it. She's destined for greatness. So you've gone with two tennis players. Yeah. So, so you Google tennis first, did you, mate? No, I don't need to Google tennis because I knew those two. Jimmy Connors into Martina Navratilova. So far for you. Wow. Alrighty. And my number four, counting up. My number four is Wazim Akram. Mm-hmm. I just think. Yeah. Most explosive, even off a short run, he was savage. He was a leader. He was quick. There was just an air of brilliance around him, and uh, he took over the mantle probably after um, Imran Khan as that Mm. great Pakistan cricketer. So I've got him, Wazim Akram, at number four. I'll take you into some uh, cricket territory now because that's all I've got left. Uh, one of my favourites, and he causes so much grief, but he was one of my favourites. It was Clive Lloyd, mate. The big C or the super cat, as they called him. He just, it was a big unit. He'd just lope on out there with his glasses and he'd take, just take them with a long handle. He was so entertaining and he was so cool. Clive Lloyd, number three. Clive Lloyd. All right. I'm going into the world of golf. I don't like the bloke, but I do believe, I do believe when it comes to lefties and golfers. your favourite lefties? Because he's a winner. It's a fair argument. Is that it? That's all you got? He's a winner. Any career stats for him? Is it Phil? Phil Mickelson. Yeah. yeah it's Phil Mickelson. Yeah. Not hard when there's only one golfer on my list. Do you think that he would be on my list? <laughs> Phil Mickelson for me, left-hander, uh, absolutely yeah. brilliant. For some reason, I just he's not one of my favourites, so I couldn't have him. So anyway. Hey, number two, I'm going to show him the respect he deserves. And um, and that, for me, is Gilly. Gilly's oh, yeah. number two yeah, on my yeah. list. Yeah, higher than me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because you know, you're more mates with him than I am. Gilly and I well. We don't, we don't hang out at coffee shops together and that sort of <laughs> stuff. But uh, 5,570 5, test runs, 1,700s, 2,650s, 379 test catches, 9,619 one day runs, 417 catches. Yeah, yeah, but more yeah, importantly, yeah, yeah, yeah. More importantly, he was just an entertainment machine. That he was. Brilliant stuff. All righty. So, my number two, and I must uh, apologise to the boys, I, I saw PM on the screen thinking Phil Mickelson was who I was after for the audio, but it wasn't. It's my number two, which is completely left field for a left-hander on my list. So it's not Phil Mickelson, but it starts with P, and it, his first name is P, and his surname starts with M. <laughs> Have a guess. I don't know. And if you're searching for an answer, stick around, I said. Paul McCartney? Yep. Left-handed guitarist, man. Coming up. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I didn't see him on a long list of famous lefties. See, I didn't Google. I just yeah. got, you know, like you, uh, I just remember him as well, a left-hander. He's a beautiful yeah. left-hander. I'm known for my research. And he does that. 
I'm known for my research. He shakes his head and his arms at the same time. So Paul McCartney is number two for me. Uh, number one for me, and he, uh, I've said it a thousand times on this show, he goes into my probably top five favourite sports people of all time, most admired. He was brave. He was tough. He was resilient. His name is Justin Langer. He had 7,696 runs at Justin Langer is your top left-hander. Absolutely. Uh, well, I've got him in my top five favourite Sports wow. people. So, you know, he'd have to be in my number one of that. Now, let me just, before we get a little highlights, 2300s, <laughs> 3050s, and he was just, he got kicked in the backside so many times, kept getting back up. As I said, he is brave, tough, and resilient. He is number one. Here he is in uh, taking on England at the MCG in 02. Oh, he's gone for it. This could be 100. This could be it. He's hit it for six. What a way to go. Yeah. He's under five eight, so it goes, it flies, it flies in the face of my never trusting a bloke under five foot eight rule. So your five the, is in order. Is Jimmy Connors, Marty, never out over, Martina, <laughs> Clive Lloyd, <laughs> Gilly, and JL. All righty. Well, my five in order. Yeah, give me number. Five. I'm about to get to my number one, Scott. <laughs> five Gilly, four Wazim Akram, three Phil Mickerson, yeah. two Paul McCartney. And I don't need to go to AFL tables or afl.com.au to read out stats as the number one lefty ever to play the game, ever in Australian sport, is the great Lance Franklin. And as the greatest showman, he likes it this way. He's 40 metres out. He comes in. The crowd comes in. He's got it. A thousand goals for Buddy Franklin. Perfectly, Franklin. A thousand goals. He lives out a million people's dreams. Scotty and Goss, thanks to Fleet Network. WA's Novated Leasing Special. Save your thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au. Hello to Frank Agostino, the former chief of... Fleet Network, now the chief of Paywise. And hello to Gary Gibbonson, who runs a tight ship there at... uh... Good efficient ship. <laughs> Fish and chips. Fish and chips. Always <laughs> thinking first. <laughs> 177 gamer. Hey, we're talking draft because it is uh, mm. a very important time for a lot of young men very, very shortly. Mind you, it feels like the draft's next week, but it's still over a month away. Yeah, but we do have a 99% strike rate. We do. Successful po- interviews with uh, yeah. potential draftees. 99%. We've forgotten the bloke who didn't get drafted. <laughs> we forgot his name already. So. <laughs> If it all goes this young bloke's way. He's probably listening right now. So, yeah. But in the studio <laughs> on is... On his way to his labourer's job. <laughs> Zane Zakostelsky is in the studio. He's a Claremont young gun, sacred hard boy, and uh, tipped to be well thought of in the draft and also corporate sports. Uh, one of the main men, corporate sports, and that is, right, of course... the main man. Andrew McDougall is also in the studio, player manager to the stars. Dukes, first and foremost, uh, Welcome. G'day, Goss. G'day, Scotty. Crazy Thanks for having time. us in, boys. Crazy time, mate. mate. Trade period, yeah. It's um, it's been pretty interesting, hasn't it, so far, which has been good. Uh, last day today and um, and then into the draft. So good to get Big Zaino on. And, and Aidan O'Driscoll's not dialing in now, but no. it might be next week now. Next no. Thursday's going to be in the studio. No, we're off Late him. change. We're off him until he proves himself <laughs> right. You look fairly relaxed, though, do I mean, you're a relaxed unit, but a busy time of year for you. It's been pretty busy the last... I had Zach Fisher on Wednesday, so that yep. all went through... At uh, North Melbourne from Carlton, so that was good, and, and oh, Zach's all comfortable. Him. Yeah, he's a good, really good player, oh, Zach. He's, he is. He sets up the play well and um, uses the ball really well, and I think it was more of an opportunity piece for for um, for Zach. But 
Yeah, he's got some good mates there, Zerhar and, and Griffin Logue that he played State 18s with and went to school with Griff. So um, he's still got some good WA mates from North, so it made the transition a little bit easier. He's coach the same height. <laughs> yeah, and great coach in Clarko. So, um, yeah, it's they're going to be up and coming next year. They've got all the compensation picks and they'll be looking good for the next two years in the draft as well. Show us your money on this year? No, it didn't get up this year. The it uh, the two seasons were probably enough because the first the first season we had a few trades and they uh, they got stuck and stalemated. But the following year we got a few done towards the end. So um, really good story with Bobby Hill and winning the Norm yeah. Smith Medal. Incredible story, unbelievable, and um, that was a huge week for Bobby and. Um, being uh, in the rooms with him and getting to see him hold up the cup was probably one of the Hang best moments second. I've had, yeah. Hennessy, you got into the rooms. Well, oh, I used your name. I couldn't get into that. I used your name when I got in. No you tickets played no. five games, mate. <laughs> it was five Let more it than dudes played for him. <laughs> Worked there for 20 years. Couldn't get a ticket in the rooms, but no, good to see you in there. No, thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, you mentioned our guest, Zane Zakastelsky, is in the studio. Um, is that, have I got that right? Yeah, we got that That's exactly right. how to say yep. But you go by, Zach? No, Zane. Zane. Oh, I just thought the Zach was short for Zach Ostelsky. Zacho. <laughs> you can name it. We can name it. Whatever. You, this is the, this. Unfortunately for you, mate, we get to call you whatever we like. <laughs> All right. We've got Sacred Heart Boy. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. My boy's there, and he's been following you, and he keeps talking about you as if you're uh, going to go number one. So, uh, <laughs> how are you how are you feeling, mate, at this time uh, of year? Do you sit there and go, I know I'm going somewhere, or is it still I don't know if I'm going to get called out or not? Um, it's still not a hundred percent. I mean, you don't really want to get ahead of yourself and, and then, you know, get sort of disappointed, but I mean, I mean, yeah, it's it sort of, it, I guess it is looking somewhat promising for sure. State 18s or the, the, the 18s, of course you played in and also in the WAFL Colts grand final. We had a fair game, mate. You must've been very pleased to be on that stage. One win, but to also be uh, one of the best on the ground and awarded the medal. Yeah. I mean, no, it was unreal. I mean, I didn't even go in sort of thinking, you know, to, to sort of play my my own sort of footy and, and just sort of play play for the team. And, and yeah, it was unreal. Now, I'm gonna, no conversation with a young man wouldn't be a conversation. And this will go, I'll go to you in a moment, Dukes, as a player manager. Let's just get this, let's just deal with this out the way first. Harley Reid. You played against Harley Reid at the Wacker. Yep. You were in that game for WA and you played against him. He was Vic Country. You were there. I was there. I specifically said to myself, I saw you there that night, yep, I, was there. I specifically said I need to watch this kid in the flesh just because everyone's talking about him. You played. You're on the ground. You rub shoulders with him. You're in his area. Give us a opposition player's perspective of what you saw that night. Well, I mean, I, to be honest, I don't, I didn't, I wanted to see the hype for myself as well. Like, I, I hadn't barely watched him play. So, but I mean, I, unreal, like, went into every single line and, and just had, had an immediate impact. It was, yeah, something I've never, never seen before. And what about on the ground? He didn't mind the chirp. He's pretty full on. He's, 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 he's I like it. He, he's pretty confident, but at the time he backs it up. But you guys went after him a couple of times, but he, he, he loved it. He, he yeah. almost thrived on that. Yeah, no, the W boys are definitely trying to get a bit of a rise out of him, but no, nah, he was loving it. <laughs> so you went there to the game thinking, I've heard about this bloke and I want to actually see him. <laughs> so you're a bit – were you – you're concentrating and, look, the game's over now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're playing in that game, but were you just looking at what he was doing? In a way, yeah. I mean, you know, playing the back line, you sort of got to be – try and be alert like 24-7. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, looking – just you sort of look at it like, you know, you know this, kid's, this kid's special for sure. Yeah. Mate, you – 
story is a lot like a, a lot of promising young athletes. You had a choice to make in sport. You were going down a basketball path only a couple of years ago mm. yeah, uh, yeah. and then got injured and it sort of made the decision a bit easier. But was it injury that made that decision or your, your first love is footy? My first love is footy. Like, I always loved footy way more. I mean, it, I, I more played basketball because, you know, for my my schoolmates were playing and, and – and, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely an easy decision to go on a footy. And basketball, what 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 level did you get to? It's only two years ago we were talking here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Year 10, I'm in year 12 now, so, yeah, year two years ago. Um, I may, I think the highest level was I made a touring team for WA uh, right around, I think, COVID hit, and then yeah, no one ended up travelling, but, yeah. Yeah, no one was allowed in here yeah. during COVID. <laughs> Don't get me started on that one. <laughs> Back to you, dudes. <laughs> Harley Reid, you're a player manager. Is he part of the conversation? And you've got to worry about all your – corporate sports have got to worry about all your people. Are you aware of the Harley Reid hype? And does he come into any conversations with clubs and teams that you're dealing with in regards to trading out, splitting picks, West Coast position? Are you involved in any of that conversation yet? Yeah, definitely. Look, well, Colin and I have got a, quite a few other players in the draft this year and then also um, when you're looking at the trade, there's there's players that you have that clubs may be looking at to trade in the future or, or trades for, for this year, trades for next year. So there's conversations around, um, you know, what to do with picks and what to do with certain players as well. But um, like Zane said, look, Harley Reid's a fantastic player and you can see how much of an impact young kids can have in the AFL straight away now with Dacos and and players that come in and have an immediate impact and becoming their top two or three players within two two years. And um, I think back when uh, Big Fella was playing, it might, you know, it was a while when the kids get drafted, they normally probably took a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but I think now they can come into the system and have an impact. Made. Yeah, they're ready made with the run game, with the transition running and the speed um, and, the, and the skills. It's a lot quicker. The game's got quicker every year, and I think now where it is is a lot of 18-year-olds can come in and play straight away and have a big impact, so that's good for West Coast and um, for I've got a great young list too. Yeah, so with that said, I want to talk to, and this goes back to also to in regards to Zane's situation, whether you get drafted to an interstate club, how much consultation are you having with your players who are you manage about inferring or maybe leading on to possible clubs that they don't really want to travel and be drafted by an interstate club, which you're not allowed to do um, according to the rules. It's sort of tampering the draft. You can indicate, and Archie Perkins has done it and a couple of others have done it, where they basically said, oh, I don't really want to leave Victoria. Would Paul Connors, have you ever told or heard from a player to say, I don't want to go? No, I haven't. No, personally, I think the draft's a draft because it's a great system and, and kids get an opportunity to live away um, interstate and and they know that when they enter the draft and um, the clubs now have got welfare officers at, welfare officers at every club and a lot of support and um, a number of staff members that help them out when they're when they're eighteen and I think that it's a really good experience for the young kids to go over east and 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 play AFL it's their dream um, so it's all part of the system but I haven't heard that well there's only we were talking there's probably only going to be fifty odd picks this year or 50 young blokes drafted that includes some mature age body surely I know young blokes are different nowadays they've been brought up differently but wouldn't you say as a player manager hey just take whatever opportunity you get to play the I think so yeah the world and definitely go wherever you need to go exactly and especially now with the CBA that's come out it's a great deal for the players yeah. so oh. the three year contracts you know for, for the first round draft players so you get a guaranteed three years um, in the system to, to cut your teeth but um, I think you're right, you've got to go anywhere. But now it's changed a lot with father-sons, academy players, NGA players, 
So they're saying pick 19 will probably end up being pick 24, 25 because of the pushback. So um, there's still pick swapping that comes up into the draft and um, there's still a lot of movement that, that does happen. But any kid that's fortunate enough to get a crack in the AFL, it's a fantastic career and um, yeah, I think they should take it with both hands. Zane Zakostelski is in the studio, 196 centimetres, 89 kilos, uh, about to – you graduated. You still got exams to do and stuff like that? No, no, no. I, I do TAFE, so – Oh, okay. In general school, yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Grilling? Hey, mate. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In other words, I'm going to make millions playing footy. I don't need to worry. <laughs> no, well, the average lifespan of an AFL, I'm sure Duke has told you, the average lifespan of an AFL football is three and a half years. Mm, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it can it can be taken away from you pretty quickly yeah, too. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So what are you doing at TAFE? What do you want to do? So I'm doing a cert form business now, which sort of um, – it gets, it gets me like a 78 tile, which is sort of like yep. an entry into uni. Yep, if cool. I want to use that. Uh, you won't be going to uni, mate. All right. Uh, now, just, just, <laughs> part time over eight years. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll nail it. David Mundy took 25 years <laughs> to become an autobiographer or, um, <laughs> or one of those biomechanic or whatever he was, or, you know, the bloke in the water. A, mar- a marine, marine biologist. biologist. That's the one I was looking for. <laughs> hey, Zane, who do you break for? Uh, Freo. All right. Who's your favourite player? Play uh, any Bradshaw at the moment. Yeah. He's a start. Now, you, you played back in the WA 18s in the last couple of games at Carnival. Come back to Claremont and you're Ruckman. Where do you see yourself AFL level? Um, I'd probably say key defender. I feel like that, that position sort of uh, complements like my attributes the best. Yeah. So you say key defender, you're not that bright, mate. <laughs> forwards are where it's at. Dudes will tell you too. Forwards are the smart ones. Defenders, not the bright ones. Uh, I mean, defenders win premierships. So. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. And Ben McKay's about to get $800,000 a year. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's, that's a good it. point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, may I ask, um, you went to the Combine. Yeah. How do you reckon you went? Uh, I think I went pretty pretty good. Were yeah. you zoned in for it? Did you realise the import? Did you think it was important? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know that... Clubs can sort of see, you know, athleticism on the field, but it's also good to, like, it's a exact test of, you know, how high you can jump or, or sprint, but, yeah. You tested really well, too, didn't you? You were top five or top ten in probably three or four categories. Yeah, yeah, no. No, nice. So, hey, the question that you asked, um, I think we had Harley Reid on when we spoke to him last week, but Goss asked a great question I'm really interested in answering because when you speak to all the clubs, how many did you speak to over there in the combine? Uh, 11, I'm pretty sure. 11. Yeah. So, and they want to get to know you, the bloke. They, they've yeah. seen you play footy, and that, but they want to get to know you, your background, all that sort of thing. They ask you some quirky questions. Were any that you just went, oh, I wasn't expecting that? Um, no, not too many. I know I was speaking to – I spoke to Carl Jemison a few weeks ago, and he said that it was pretty daunting, the questions, but <laughs> didn't get – no, I didn't get too many. Too no one many. stumped you? No, not really. When you're involved in the combine and you're doing the, the, the vertical and the sprint and all the little bits and bobs that you have to do physically, are you trying to focus or are you just trying to chill and laugh with your mates and or, and are you aware there's so many sets of eyes looking at you that you're trying to be really cool, calm and focused? What, what, I'd love to know what your demeanour has to be during that because for, for me it sounds pretty intense. No, it's definitely intense like physically and, and, and mentally for sure. But no, nah, you, you, you sort of dialed in. You're sort of like trying to, like they're watching everything. You know, even we got told by the AFL like ambassadors is, is like they're watching everything, how, how you are with the mates and how you are before the testing. And no, nah, I was just you know, trying to lock in. So any yeah. mucking around type stuff like you do down at Claremont Colts or at school footy? I mean, no, nah, sure, you sure muck around for sure, but it's, it's more just when, when it is time to sort of be serious, you, you sort of, yeah, lock in. Just a quick question for you. If you were playing in a grand final, uh, would you go to the Mooney Valley races the <laughs> night before the grand final? 
<laughs> if you had a mate whose horse was running, it's a big night Friday night before the grand final, would you go to the races? Oh, uh, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> oh, there's a tick. Dukes, where do you think Zane is going to end up? Roughly. It's, oh. well, it's, a, oh, it's, it's a hard one early on, six weeks before the draft. You've got to temper expectations. That's too, right. Well, the thing, like you covered on, his testing was really good. So he's he came first. I think you've been a bit humble there, which is great, mate. But you came first in the standing vertical, eighty centimeters, and he was in the top five in in a number of the um, the tests for mm. his height as well. So that's that's huge, and and won the best player in the in the uh, grand final. Mm-hmm. So um, he's backed it up there. Oh, it's hard to say exactly. I think with all the moving of the picks, but. Um, mm. I can't sort of give you a number, guys. I'm not going to go down No, there. it's a bit of guesswork, yeah. isn't it, really, so to did, be did, honest? Did teams say to you, and obviously you can't divulge that, but did the team say to you, if we, if he's available at 24, we're picking him? They used to, I reckon before the academies and the NGA picks and the sliding of father-sons and things, before yeah. that they might say, okay, if he's, if this player's at this pick, depending on your relationship as well, yeah. um, so we'll look at him, you know, we'll definitely consider him at that pick. Um, but now it's a lot less certainty because picks are still getting swapped even on the night, you know, the weeks before. I think they have the players in a range. So they'll have a, a list of, you know, one to 70 and then they'll have a range of importance as well. So they might take a mid first. But they're probably not going to take another mid. They'll probably take a centre-half back or a ruck. Um, so depending on what they want to do with their draft hand. Zane, what do you do now between now and the draft? Are you still training, keeping fit, doing all the right things? Are you going to do levers? What are you going to do? Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm getting, sort of getting into the gym. Uh, couldn't really do that over, over finals too much. But, and yeah, doing, doing a bit of running, keep my fitness up. Um, but no, levers is a tricky one. We're still trying to figure out what to do because I know that draft night's sort of around the first few nights of, of levers. I'd go somewhere with no reception. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no reception. You can uh, uncontactable and then no one can film what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> See, Harley Reid had his, um, he had his um, graduation. Graduation. And uh, there's a photo of all him sitting there with all his mates, and he's the only one who didn't have a beer. Now, didn't mean he wasn't drinking a beer, but he was the only one who didn't have a beer in yeah, the shot. And it means you've good mates as well that aren't trying to catch him out, that sort of thing, too. Very, I like that. What do you, what's uh, Dukes, as a player manager, prominent player manager, between – is there anything on the agenda for you today with the end of trade? It's just keeping in contact with clubs, and um, a lot of the work with trade period, even the last few years, goes on before, you know, the actual trade – opens up, so you, you need to have your, your ducks in a row and you need to have your players ready to go to clubs and um, got to sort out the contracts and also the, the potential pick swaps or the player swaps and things like that. So you're doing a lot of work probably six months before at least. Mm. Um, so on the last day, things can open up, some surprises, and there's a lot of trades now in, in a four-way trade or a five-way trade, so there's all that as well. So That's confusing, um, that whole Caulfield, Dow. Yeah, there's a lot that normally Wow, that was day. tough. And that's I, been the AFL's investigating that before releasing it today, I'm led to believe. There's so many elements to it. They just want to make sure it's all being, it's all kosher. Mm. So is, is part of your job, I guess, post-trade period, repairing relationships. Do clubs get filthy on you and they say, oh, it's your fault that he's leaving or you've asked him not to leave? Really, not, so not, not really, no. I think it's, people get it now? Yeah, people get it now. I think there's a lot more movement um, in general. And I think it's following that American sport. We'll never get to that model of players moving that much, but there's they're, they're moving more regularly and they're pushing for a mid-season trade and there's a mid-season draft now, um, like from the CBA. So I think that... There will be players that move more, but at the same time, um, it's always good to see a one-club player as well. Oh, it's no big deal, mate. 
It's not that big a deal. No big deal? Player, mate. Not into it? Mid- Still club player. Don't get me started on mid-season trades as well. That would have scared the crap Zane, out of me. In, Zane, uh, you know you kicked 14 for West Coast one night at the Wacker against... Yeah. Uh, Have you still Coast. got a VHS, Zane? I can bring that around. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a VHS? <laughs> no, I don't know. It's all on tape. Cummings going at number 14. The best ever by an eagle. It was at the Wacker ground, 14, where wow. you've played. Hey, Scotty, you've got to get the, uh, the six-pointer. Four backs win previously. We're going to do the six-pointer. We've literally got two minutes to do a six-pointer, but before I let you go, are, are you just incredibly excited just to, to to make sure everything goes smoothly from now to draft night, get on an AFL list and become an AFL player, play inside the AFL? Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah, I know if I'm given the opportunity, I'll just be, yeah, over the moon, so, yeah. Right, a six-pointer, real quick, short, sharp answers, mate, um, just to give us a little insight into you off, not not the footballer. Name your, other than footy, name your favourite sport and athlete. Um... Probably basketball and LeBron James. Fair enough. You open your own restaurant. What's going to be the signature dish that has people queuing up? Um, spaghetti bolognese. Want to be a good one? <laughs> hey, Seventeen, uh, mate. Give yeah. me a yeah, mate. Well, if he's about to move to Victoria, you're going to have to learn how to cook real quick. I tell you. Hey, uh, what song gets you up and about? You're a bit flat. You've hit the wall. Yeah. You're at levers. Um, three music. days in. Bit of music. What gets you uh, fired up? You got a CD? No. <laughs> you know what a CD is? Yeah, I know what a CD is. Oh, you know CD, but you don't know VHS. Right, eh? Uh, NMM by Rihanna. You got that, boys? Yeah, oh, fine. I'm do that for you. Yeah, hey, um, well, maybe you, this one here is, is normally we have AFL players on and we talk about their teammates, but tell us something we don't know about maybe someone else in the combine. You got a, a little bit of information about someone that might be filthy or clean freak or bad driver? Um, yeah, give us something. Something about someone else. He's just no, I don't to want to say what, to No, you can say whatever you like. No, you can't. Swear. You can't say whatever he likes. Look at Deegs. Deegs just sweating bricks. Don't, don't, don't answer that one. We'll leave you alone there. We'll ask you that next year when you're drafted and you've had a year on the list. Right? Uh, um, do you have any secret talents? Other uh, than basketball? What not, can you do? Not really. Can you what? surf? Can you cook? Oh, yeah. I can surf, yeah, yeah. Surf? Oh, you, surf? Yeah, you surf heaps, yeah. You're a Cal Jamison surfer, dude. He's a, he's a surfer. Remember, he used to surf before school every day. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> He should go and practice his footy a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm only joking, Scott. <laughs> Last one, mate. You seem like a pretty chilled unit. Uh, but what makes you way more angry than it than it should? Something little that Come really on. pisses you off. Slow drivers. Yeah. Slow drivers in the right lane. He likes to speed. No, no, no. He likes to speed. He means drivers below the speed limit. One of our listeners, Jonesy, who we love, he's a Bulldog, rusted on Bulldogs fan. Yeah. He he says, um, look, he says, if it doesn't work out for Zane, I'm still looking for a concreter. So if Zane's been looking for a long time too, Jonesy. But listen, Jonesy, he's doing a cert for in business. So you'll be staying on the tools and he'll be running the business for you, pal. Sounds like a good kid. Hey, mate, all very exciting. We appreciate you coming in. Um, if you could pick one Eastern States club that you would like to be drafted by, just one, just one that you look at and you go, gee, that's a good club. Not who you've spoken to or anything like that and not saying that's your preference. Pick the one that didn't sack me, Zane, that one. No, yeah, I would say Collingwood. Yeah. So just because right? of the fan base and just, yeah, it's just, it'd be unreal. Yeah, uh, and Bobby Hill's there and he's an absolute yeah, he can, star. could do with a big tall defender too. Yeah, that, very true. Mm. Hey, Dukes, good luck. And we, I'm sure we'll chat uh, over the, the time leading up to the draft and have more of your kids. Young Edna Driscoll's coming in the studio, coming down from Northam, who is very good. He's fast. Very quick. Won the 20-metre sprint. 
Jeez, over the, the national combine and also tested really well. So what did he what did he get? He got a two point two point eight, didn't eight, he? Eight seven, I think. Yeah. yeah wow. So the twenty meters sprint fast. was my equivalent of the two K for most most footballers. <laughs> like, you know, I might I peak at the twenty meters. That's it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all I got for you. That's all you need. The big lead up, Scotty. Zane Zakostelsky and Andrew McDougall in from Corporate Sports. Come, thanks for coming in, boys, and, and really Good appreciate luck, it. Good luck, mate. No, thank you. Thanks, thanks boys. Time. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's time for an odds update. Thanks to Ladbrokes. 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 Download the Ladbrokes app today. With Tommy Hackett. Hey, Tom, Cricket World Cup has taken a twist, hasn't it? England getting beaten by Afghanistan. Australia finally getting on the board. And as we just heard there in the news, and the Dutch, the Netherlands, beating South Africa. Yeah, absolutely, Goff. The tournament has really come alive in the last three days and it's led to some changes in the, the betting markets as well. So Australia got out to $10. They were outside the top four in betting. Now back in the second favourites, equal with New Zealand at $6. India, the clear favourites to win the tournament now at $2.20. Safka going into the game with the Netherlands were $5 second favourites. They're back out to $6.50. And England have also benefited from Safka losing to the Netherlands. They've been $11 into $9. So the market's changing just about every day. And I wouldn't be stunned if we see another upset tonight. New Zealand against Afghanistan. New Zealand $1.29 favourites. Afghanistan $3.75. I think the Afghanistan bowling attack can trouble New Zealand. We saw how good they were against England. I certainly wouldn't be ruling out an Afghanistan win here. Alrighty, looking forward to that one. What about the Caulfield Cup? We're all excited. Yeah. Is Gold Trip going to race? Yeah, there's been a lot of up and back and forth with Gold Trip. He looked like he was definitely in. Then it was only a maybe. My sense is that he will run... Uh, in the race. At the moment, he is the second favourite. Sulcum for Chris Wallace, $5.50. The word out of the Waller camp is that he was outstanding at track work yesterday. Gold trip, West Wind blows without a fight, all $6. Break up, $9. I think this is one of the strongest additions of the Caulfield Cup we've seen in a while. The field will be confirmed this afternoon. I hope we see Gold Trip in it, and I think we will. Well, looking forward to it. And don't forget, today they're racing at Ascot, so get across to communities, mates mode, and uh, we'll be throwing some Gostradamus tips out there for everyone as well. Tommy, do it again tomorrow. Thanks, boys. That odds update, thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbroken, on all your favourite racing. Download the Ladbrokes app today. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Time to talk basketball with the man who knows basketball. In fact, he knows everything. I don't know if you've listened to him as much as I do, but <laughs> the run home with with Gazy and uh, Andy is like, like for me, is elite listening. There's, there's a lot of conjecture around town that it should be called Gazy and Andy, not Andy and Gazy. But anyway, but, I mean, Andy's a great man, but. And it's hard guys. to beat this one. He joins us now. Gazy, appreciate your time. Thanks for chucking away. Appreciate it. Uh, good morning. No, no problems at all. No, certainly if you've ever listened to our show, there's no way it's uh, ever going to be Gazy and Andy. <laughs> just, just, uh, just being polite, mate. Just being polite. <laughs> Andy, uh, Andy certainly uh, dominates proceedings. But uh, I chip in with the ones and twos. Haven't opened up the full face of the bat, but just uh, trying to get through... 
and uh, see what type of uh, radio we can put together. Just turn over the strike, mate. That's mm. all you can do. Just That's turn it. over the strike. That's what I'm doing. We're just getting our eye in over the two-year period we've been That's doing it. it. <laughs> eventually, <laughs> eventually, Scotty will get the hang of what this radio thing's all about. Yeah. Hey, guys, earlier today, and we'll start off with a bit of a Dorothy Dixon for you. Earlier today, we had the five aside, and today... Our talking topic with our listeners was our favourite lefties of all time. Give us your favourite yep. lefty hoopser, hooper, basketballer. Oh, for, for me, it's a real easy one. It's the uh, the legend Leroy Loggins. He came out oh. to Australia and as a youngster growing up uh, to see him play and completely dominate Australian basketball. I did actually get the um, opportunity to play alongside. In the 1992 Olympics, we played together. He is uh, basketball royalty, and uh, he, by far, to me, if not, if he's not the greatest uh, import to ever come to this country, he's certainly the greatest left-handed import to ever come to this yeah, country. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that behind Ricky Grace and also Bryce Cotton. But we'll go Ricky with that. Ricky Grace is left-handed. <laughs> Ricky Grace left-handed. Ricky Grace is left-handed. Yeah. Uh, Ricky, yeah, well, yeah, I think he was. I think yeah. you're right, Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coming, coming from nowhere just uh, comes out with something special. Ah, very good. Uh, and, and when you're playing, are lefties hard to guard because of that skill set because there's not a lot of them? Um, not really. You don't really – usually you get um, certainly the elite level, but you get a, a, a report, you know, a scout on, on all the players and you, you – pick up their tendencies, and it doesn't really make too much of a difference uh, in basketball. But for, for some reason, um, lefties, their, their shot just doesn't look quite right. Uh, it's just, I don't know what it is. You look at, uh, even if the, in the NBA, if you, you go back to Ginobili was a lefty, uh, Manu Ginobili, mm. and um, it, it's it's beautiful. And, and it's it's funny because, you know, when you get a, a, um, a video and you put it around the wrong way, and you've got right-handed shooting left-handers, the most prettiest right-hand shooters, when they're left-handed, just doesn't look quite as pretty to me anyway. <laughs> well, that's why, uh, look, I don't want to disrespect him because he is one of our great mates, and we love him to bits, but that's why Damo became the most offensive player in the competition, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, well, he is elite. He's a uber elite when it comes to, um, to, to, to defending. But, uh, but that's right. Shot. The, the shot. Yeah, well, it... it um, I can't be too critical because he almost, I think he cost me my coaching career when we're three points up with, uh, what was it, seven seconds to go. Uh, and uh, he knocked, we said just the whole game, we're just, listen, help out on Bryce, whatever you need to do. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll live with Damo shooting a three ball. Well, we didn't live with it. He killed us. Uh, he knocked it down and we beat us in overtime. So he... He can knock him down, Damo, that's for sure. Andrew Gaze, co-host of The Run Home with Andy and Gazy online. Hey, uh, just before we touch on the Perth Wildcats, and not the plight they're in, they've had a couple of back-to-back losses against the elite, mm. against United yeah. and, and the Kings. We don't think we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater just yet, Gazy. But I just want to ask you about Ben Simmons. I see Ben Simmons uh, looks like he's back in vogue over there in the yeah. States in the NBA, which is a good sign for him. Let's hope this is a watershed time for, for Ben Simmons. We want to see Ben back at the elite level in the NBA. Yeah, and we'd love to see him in Boomer's Colours as well. That's for sure. And uh, by all reports, he's had a huge off-season. I saw a, a pre-season game that he was playing and uh, only played uh, about 15, 20 minutes in it, but had uh, put up some good numbers, but just looked good. Looked like he was out there having fun. The body language looked a whole lot better. 
And most importantly, looks healthy. He's had some health challenges over the, the last couple of seasons. And he looked like he was moving freely. And and even, I don't know if you saw it, Josh, but did you see him with the interaction with the kids after the game? Yes. The whole thing, it just looks like he's um, there's, a, there's a change in behaviour there that look, looks encouraging. Which is great. And which is what, I think that's all we want. We, we, that's, that's, all, that's all we want. We want him to be in a good mindset, playing the game that he's bloody brilliant at, and the bonus would be whether he plays for the Boomers and gets through. But the bottom line is he was he was everyone wanted to be Ben Simmons two two and a yeah. half years ago, and then he just fell completely off the radar. So we're, Austra- uh, we're Australian. All we want to see our athletes do is have a dip. Yeah, yeah, it's a crack yeah. in. Hey, speaking of having a dip, what did you make of the Wildcats the last two games? Just, just I mean, they started okay. New roster. Yep. It's all very talented. Everyone's already calling for John Rilly's head. He's got the he's got the roster, really? but they can't win a game. Yeah, it's amazing. They turn pretty quick, as you can appreciate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's a bit, I put that in a bit premature basket, uh, but but I think that they are a work in progress. And you're right; they've got a a vastly different lineup to what we've seen the last couple of seasons. And and, and just trying to figure their way through it is um, it's going to take a little bit of time. But there's no questioning the talent. They've got really, I really like the talent that they've got and it's just how that all comes together. But there's good depth. And um, the Alex Starr kid is, is an interesting one because he's a you know, he's going to be a superstar, mm. but he is uh, still very much a work in progress, a young guy. But gee whiz, it's hard not to get excited about the talent that uh, he's put in together. Jordan Usher, we've sort of seen the very best of him, but then he's had a, a couple of games where... Um, you know, he's we got lost a little bit in those games. Uh, so I, I think that there's really good talent, um, and it's it, John's just got to figure out a way to bring it all together. But I still remain uh, confident that they're going to have a, a decent season, and the game will be contending for a, uh, a championship. I got no doubt, Gazy, that I reckon they'll be they'll be in amongst it at the deep end. No worries whatsoever, because. It takes a lot to get a team to gel, doesn't it? And if you've got different personalities or whatever, and they're all used to being maybe the star of their previous team and they've come into the Wildcats, JR's job, I imagine, is just to get them to uh, to gel and understand each other's role. At stages during yep. the Sydney game, it just it didn't look like they were running any plays or there was any cohesion no. or it was just yep. there was no movement or fluent movement of, of the ball whatsoever. But that, that's going to take some time, isn't it? If you're if you're the coach in this situation right now, is that what you're concentrating on? Yeah, that's right. And um, you know, I think even from the coach's standpoint, is you're going through a process of still trying to figure out your combinations of who works best well in. Uh, different circumstances and I, I saw that a little bit in the Sydney game as well um, and and it's also about getting Bryce on track as you know he's playing okay but his shooting percentages are down uh, both from the three and, and, and overall and I think he's also uh, trying to figure out well how did you get other people involved and when you, you you think of his contribution over the years, it's just simply, it's extraordinary. Mm. We talk about Leroy Loggins. This guy's in that conversation for the greatest import or even the greatest player we've seen in uh, the NBL. So he's, early on, he was diverting a little bit to Jordan Usher and, and, and uh, trying to get other players going and finding that balance between making sure that you, you get the best out of yourself but also looking after the others, is uh, it can take a, a, a little while. 
Time to hog it. He just needs to go back to being Bryce. Just shoot, just, just hog it. Don't share it. Shoot everything, and you know what I mean. And score thirty-five. And if we lose, it doesn't matter. And our shooting's been, yeah, our shooting's I'm, I'm been woeful. Sure yeah, it hasn't been great. And they've had some decent looks. And I'm pretty sure that's not the uh, that's not what John really is telling Bryce. To do. Hey, Bryce, get out there. Hogan, pal. That's all we need you to do. Just a little insight, a little, a little insight into Gosser's sporting career. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. I, like, yeah, you know what? I know what I know. The language might be a little different, but there is a bit of a bit of what Goss is saying is true. It's mm. just that maybe he needs to focus on himself a little bit more. Well, I tell you, when not only is it uh, offensive, where you know our shots aren't, we're just not going in. On the other end too, when we're getting smashed yes. on the boards, Gazy, both at yes. both ends of the court. Yeah, and and this is not new. You had these types mm. of problems last year season as well, and and that's where, from a coaching standpoint, you got to think: well, uh, are we spending enough time on this? Are we drilling it enough? Um, you know, th- th- there are given what's happened, and, and and sometimes when you pick up a player like Keanu Pinder, you think: oh well, we just fix that up with personnel. But there's uh, clearly a lot more to it. And, and he, uh, throughout the course of his career, has been an elite rebounder. Um, but but there's it's a collective thing. And it comes down to your overall defensive principles. And it's not just actually rebounding itself, which is the big part of the course. But it's, you know, how you box out, where you are in the help situations to give yourself a better chance to uh, box out when you're on the weak side. So there's a bit of training that has to go into that. And, and it's an area that coaches, you know, there's different coaching techniques to do it. But, um, you know, I've yet to find uh, the, the, the right formula myself. You sort of figure it out as you go on with different groups. And it's another one of those areas where uh, in time, I think they'll get better. Uh, last one before we let you go. They take on the 36ers Saturday, uh, uh, which is interesting because DJ Vasilovic has yes. now been uh, yeah. signed by the Adelaide 36ers. And it gives us great joy because we don't like Paul Smith or Andrew Bogut and all. <laughs> and or, No, we don't. I don't mind Bogey. No, no, he's a, he's a buffhead. He's a Sydney Kings buffhead. I mean, I like Bogey, but not when he's in the Sydney Kings mode. right? And then they've got a the couple of media hacks. One of them has been moved on because he was no good but uh, for the media department. But it, it's given me great joy to see them bleed and they're bleeding and they're bleating about the DJ and the way in which Adelaide signed him up. I'm looking forward to seeing DJ Vasilovic because he's actually pretty vocal on Twitter as well about being an anti-Wildcats man. So uh, I'm interested to see how he, he'll suit up for Adelaide Gazy. Yes, he, he's a, I think he's a really good pickup because he's a great player. He can shoot the ball. He, how he fits into this Adelaide lineup is going to be uh, a big test for, for CJ. But I think he's a great pickup because he can score. Yep. You know, he can, he can flat out shoot the ball and he's never seen a shot he doesn't like. <laughs> and, uh, and, and over, over the last couple of seasons with the Sydney Kings, he's been a very, very important piece uh, to uh, for them. So it, a little bit of controversy because uh, the Kings had his rights because they let him go to um, the, the state to try out with the Washington Wizards. But uh, he's come back and... and uh, I think ultimately good on them for, for releasing him of their rights and, and now he's got the play because we want to see yeah. high-quality players like DJ Vasiljevic in our league. Uh, very good. Hey, what do you got coming up on your show? Or do you just walk in at uh, one minute to three and just go, what do we got? Yeah, you like Scotty. You quick, just put roll Andy, up. Quick, put Andy on. <laughs> no, no, no. We've got, a, we've got a bit of prep that we've got to do. But we like to see how things unfold throughout the course of the day. I'm sure yeah. that... 
the Ginnivan situation is going to be uh, another talking point to see where where he lands, whether he becomes a hawk or not. Do you but, want that, um, Gazy? You're a hawk's man. Do you want him? I am. Well, oh, I don't mind it. I think that he's been shrouded with a bit of controversy throughout the course of his career. But if you just look at the sheer numbers, it's almost a goal and a half a game. I think he, he um, you know, he, he's ultimately he's a player that's been a part of a premiership team. So I think that's a good, good history. And um, yeah, I, I think that when, well, we like the Brockman kid. So yeah, there's a like for like type situation. So mm-hmm. I, uh, you, you're not, you're not a big fan there. Yeah. I know you Got can it. have him. You can have him. That's okay. I'm not concerned. Oh, Lucky, Lucky Schultz is, uh, we'll have Lucky Schultz over Jack Gidman all day, every day. Mm. Right. Yep. Oh, yeah, well, I think that's the reason why he's uh, on the market, isn't it, ultimately? Yeah, yeah. But, um, no, you picked up a good one there, that's yeah. for sure. Well, looking forward to Jack Gidevan playing for Box Hill most of the year. Hey, mate, appreciate your time, <laughs> Gazy. Always good to chat. Good on you, Josh. Oh, Scotty, good on you, fellas. Here's See Andrew Gaze. You can hear him, uh, of course, on the network on the run home with Andy and Gazy on the SEN SEM Breakfast, if you didn't listen, this is what you've missed. Yes, I've got an infection in the ear. And I said, well, can you clear it? You know, you get that, that what they call syringe your ear. Oh, you get the cartridge. They put an air thing in and a tray and they... With water. Enjoy your wheat mix, everyone. Hot water? <laughs> you know, when you're a young kid and you're like, oh, I'm going to be such and such, or I'm going to be this bloke, or I'm going to be this one. I've never done that with a left footer. Because I'm a left-handed cricketer. Yeah. Okay. I've never emulated you. I've never gone over here. Oh, God's head! <laughs> over the fence. Six and air. I've never done that. Zane Zakastelsky. So I'm doing a cert form business now. It gets me like a 78 hour, which is sort of like yep. an entry into uni. Uh, you won't be going to uni, mate. Part-time over uni. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll nail it. David Mundy took 25 years to become an <laughs> autobiographer or, um, or one of those biomechanic or whatever he was. or You know, the bloke in the water. A, mar- a marine, marine biologist. biologist. That's the one I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> we got there. We got there in the end. Hey, uh, Ivan Soldo becomes a player for Port Adelaide today. Oh, so he's going to be traded. Get the Tomorrow, full that. trade wrap. Quiz for double pass to Wildcats. Have a great day. Scotty, I'm off to Bustleton. All the best. Drive carefully.